This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. It's actually our first for 2017. So uh, I can say a happy new year to our guests, two specialists from uh, Bauer TV Week in particular, Emma Nolan, uh, no stranger to Media Week podcasts. Welcome back, Emma. Thank you, James. Happy New Year. Yep, you too. And uh, Thomas Woodgate. Uh, Thomas, welcome to Media Week. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Now, um, your background, you're a contributor to TV Week? Uh, I'm the deputy editor of TV Week. Yes. So I contributed for quite a few years and then Emma brought me on board and I've been there for oh, nearly, what, three years now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, oh, good stuff. Now, we've got you in today particularly because you've looked after a, a, a special edition of the magazine, which is out on uh, January 23. So if you're listening after that date, rush out and get it. Uh, Emma, how long will this stay on sale? A bit longer than the weekly magazine? Is that- it is. It's on sale for about like six to eight weeks. So um, in supermarkets and news agencies. And um, I'll throw over to Thomas to have a chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's a pretty big book, Thomas. Mm. I mean, it's uh, a little bit bigger sort mm. of page size and the regular TV week and uh, what have we got about 116 pages 116 pages of Uh preview goodness (laughs) (laughs) that's all good stuff it's actually it's only a dollar more than the the regular edition of two which is good because often a lot of these specials could cost around 10 bucks or something but you get change out of six dollars people with this one yeah Mm. exactly I mean I mean obviously I'm going to be biased here and say it represents great value but Mm. um, yeah I think you're right you know 595 for 116 pages Mm. very good value so i'm hoping there's uh, some good value for readers and listeners out there and looking there's hot boy posters and puzzles right as well, well as yeah. all the good editorial <laughs> a little bit for every, a little bit of something for everyone i think <laughs> what i'd like to say on that one but yeah it's good to offer a little bit more i mean obviously it's a very in-depth preview to all the shows uh, here abroad and reality shows and everything in between for 2017 but we try to make sure that tv week extra has you know extra value content in there as well some great features and as you say some puzzles and posters as well yeah now um TV Week covers a pretty broad demographic mm. anyway, doesn't it? And have you got to bear that in mind when you do a, a special edition as well? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, if you're doing a preview of all the television for 2017, I mean, there's so much out there. I mean, obviously, our readers are passionate about Australian dramas. They love mm. their reality television, but they also are keen on overseas content, you know, Game of Thrones, the new shows coming in, um, streaming. There's so much going on out there, and it's mm. our job to deliver you know, what are the shows and the things that you'll be talking about this year? It's a big job, big task. Um, sure. So, yeah, a lot to cover. There's um, uh, just just at a quick look at the cover, there's the, the new shows this year, are they mainly specials as opposed to big series? Oh, it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I mean, there are definitely new shows on the horizon, both here and abroad, but um, a lot of specials as well. There's a lot we've been talking about um, the last couple of days, especially about what we're looking forward to this year. So, uh, yeah, a bit of both, I'd say. I think there's some one-off specials, obviously, or like two-episode things like Hoax coming up, which we're imagining will be quite big. Uh, It's coming up in a few weeks' time. Uh, but there are a lot of, you know, new dramas coming up. But, um, of course, I mean, you know, our bread and butter is always the Australian dramas. So we've got a good mixture in the special of, you know, returning favourites uh, like House Husbands, 800 Words, uh, Secret Daughter, 800 Words, etc. And some new dramas as well on the horizon. Sure, yeah, Big week at uh, well, not a big week yet because you wait for uh, Home and Away's not back on air yet. So that's that's another one of the favourites of your audience, oh, of isn't course. it? So it's one of our definite favourites. Um, it's uh, back very soon, and it's also in the mix. Yeah. 
Thomas, was it a bit of a challenge trying to get good colour for this? Because when you're talking about new shows, they often don't have all the, the imagery or the photo mm. sessions done. So do you, do you need to be sort of clever how you, you arrange that? Absolutely. I mean, as you rightly say, uh, some of the shows we've previewed this year, you know, I haven't even gone into production yet. Mm. Luckily, that's only a very small percentage. So, okay. um, But, you know, we, we obviously chat to the stars regularly. Uh, a lot of them have already mm. given us some sneak peek insight into what we can expect this year. So we have been blessed with quite a lot of good content and obviously in those times where you know you you want to mix things up as well you don't want to just produce the same thing for every show so we've looked at other ways that we can you know uh present information about the upcoming year whether it's the things that we're talking about uh, whether it's things we'd like to see happen teasers you know we've heard this might be happening or maybe it's even our wish list on some shows we would love to see this character return and things like that so there's a little bit of everything really yeah one of the first features is 10 things we're excited about. Do, do you mind if I run through that for you now? Number one was a show from Showcase, Wentworth, mm. so which is which is not everybody's idea of, oh, you know, it's a go-to show, but it's obviously it's got a very hard, uh, big sort of hardcore following. Oh, fanatical. Um, anytime we put anything in the magazine or online okay. about Wentworth, it just gauges such a passionate response. And when you talk about some of the best Australian dramas that have been produced over the last you know five years Wentworth right. is in is in the conversation it has to be um, and given what happened in the the finale last year it, uh, where, where, where the show goes next is going to be very interesting and fascinating so it's definitely one of the big talking points for this year yeah and is it partly because too um, a, a lot of media sort of ignore subscription TV in general because I don't know it's a bit hard for them they think it's mm. off the radar so mm. when you cover it it's good for you because you're one of the go-to places and they don't have a choice to go elsewhere maybe mm. Yeah, I think definitely. Our readers um, love anything we do on Wentworth, and I think it's our job, you know, as TV experts to have our fingers on the pulse, you know, and I think Wentworth is, is part of that. It's by no means, you know, the definitive coverage of this year, but it's certainly going to be something that we're going to be taking a keen interest in. Yeah, number two was uh, D returns to Ramsey Street. So, mm. again, something that's not on a major free-to-air mm. channel. It's, on, uh, it's screened on 11, but it's still obviously um, important for your readers. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Neighbours is uh, an Australian television staple as well. Let's not forget that. And the return of Dee, you know, 13 years after her apparent death, um, was a fantastic storyline. And, you know, uh, my, I tip my hat to Neighbours, a, a great return getting Madeline West back on the show. Um, so uh, there's a few more twists and turns in that storyline. I don't want to give too much away. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, number three, uh Gogglebox Australia and Common Sense, which is sort of the spin-off, is that right, of, uh, of, of from the Gogglebox, makers of Gogglebox? It is, yeah, where Gogglebox has basically uh, people talking about TV while watching it. Common Sense will be uh, regular Australians in the workplace talking about current affairs. Um, and Gogglebox is an absolute massive favourite in the TV Week office. So, okay. uh, And I think a lot of people have jumped on board with that as well, won a Logie last year. So um, I think Common Sense will be in the same vein as that. Uh, and Emma, I might ask you on this one too, that, that interesting business model where the, the show is made, screened first on Foxtel, mm. then a day later it's on Network 10. Mm. I thought we might have seen a little bit more than that, but, mm. but we, we haven't so far. But it seems to, something, mm. seems to be working for both Foxtel and Channel 10. Oh, it definitely has. Um, I think people were watching it on both mediums and it's been really popular with our readers. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, as Thomas said, it won Logie and um, 
it, you know, it's, you know, it's a clever show and I'm looking forward to seeing Common Sense. I think it's really tapping into something. I know we all sit around our office talking about <laughs> random stuff, so it's, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number four, Will Hoag's Live Up to the mm. Hype, Hoag's, the Paul Hogan story. And I guess the, the thing that that makes me think about there's going to be so many sort of biographies of Aussie mm. stars this year mm. you've got to think are they all going to work and you know will this it's this first I guess which is the mm. good thing about it they get the first go at it yeah look um I think there is a natural fascination with Paul Hogan you know Crocodile Dundee is one of you know you know the biggest movies ever in Australia um you know, but there has been an onslaught of these biopics. Um, are we over them? I mean, I don't think so. I think it's going to come out right at the start of the year. I think it'll rate well. People will be tuning in to have a look. And it's a fascinating story, um, that whole, you know, love drama, him leaving his wife. Um, you know, have people forgiven him? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> but I think people will be, um, you know, and definitely tuning in to see what happens. Yeah, it's a great time of year for seven, yeah. of course. They can promote it through the tennis. Mm. They can promote it during My Kitchen Rules. Yeah, off the back uh, of the... Yeah, and it really gets gets the hype along. Um, a connection with that mm. is really number five, 2017, mm. will be the year of Delta. There's no question mark there, so you're sort of... <laughs> <laughs> you're claiming it will be. Yeah, is that Delta right, everywhere. Thomas? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it's nice to put your neck on the line about these things. And um, I know, look, I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of Delta. I know on social media she tends to cop a lot of flack. I think it's unfair, uh, the, the flack she does cop. But, look, we do know she's going to be back on television in a drama role with House Husbands. I think that's rolling out pretty soon. Um, returning to The Voice again this year, which has, you know, been a staple for her for a few years. And very strong rumours that she'll be taking on the Olivia Newton-John biopic. I don't think anything has actually been fully confirmed, but it, okay. seems, it seems almost like a done deal. Yes. Um, so if that, if and when that does come off, what a massive year that'll be for Delta to be on our screen. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Be good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number six, Nicole to light up TV screens. Um, yeah, but both, both the role in um, what Top of the Lake and Big Little Lies. Um, I think we're going to see Big Little Lies first. Is that right? We are. Yes. And um, look, you know, uh, when you talk about Hollywood A-listers coming onto the small screen, which we have been talking about for the last couple of years, sure. we've yet to see our Nicole uh, make that move and we're going to get a double dose this year so look there's been massive buzz in the US about Big Little Lies um, and also Top of the Lake as we know a sensational series is coming back as well so it'd be good to see Nicole yeah. on the small screen yeah. yeah Top of the Lake is probably the show I'm most looking forward to this okay. year um, I love the first one it'll be interesting how they you know New Zealand played such a big part in the first one so mm how, um, you know, that transforms, like, the filming in Sydney. But, um, you know, it's, it was such an amazing show, so... I guess Top of the Lake, it's one of those shows I feel like I need to watch again, though, because yeah. it's, it was quirky, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I got all the intricacies of it the first time mm. around, and I really... And if I had the time, I would love to sit back and just do it all again, especially before sitting down to watch, the, watch the new one, you know? So mm. I don't know I if you'll need... I think a lot of people much, will do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so do you think you'll need prior knowledge... You know, will it help if you've seen yeah. the first one or they'll, they'll make it pretty good for people who've missed that, maybe? I think it's a different storyline because she's investigating a new case. There yeah. might be elements from the first one, like in okay. terms of characters, um, in terms of the main character's personal life, it might help to re-watch the first one, I think. Yeah, OK. Now, here's a question I you'd really like the answer to, I guess. Which uh, reality show will we be obsessing over? Now, you've sort of hinted it could be Undressed. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, because... Big call. It's it's a big call. I mean, look, if you're going to talk about reality TV, of course, Mm. you're talking MKR, The Block, MasterChef. 
etc. Undress was something that's uh, interesting for a couple of reasons, really. Um, one, that it's on SBS. Um, they, they're, they're dipping their toe into the reality dating genre um, as well. But it's an interesting premise in that two complete strangers answer questions uh, to each other while undressed on a bed. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just when you think you've seen it all with reality television uh, dating shows, we find a new one. Um, and it's already got us talking. It aired last week. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, a lot of more legs and talking yeah, look, to be done. I, I'm really happy to see this here, actually, because I actually watched the first one and, and I was surprised how good it was, mm. you know, because I'd read a couple of the reviews that mm. just slammed mm. it. Mm. And and, it, and with all due respect to those critics, it did make me wonder if they'd actually seen it. When, right. When you see a show that slammed so badly mm. and you watch it and it's actually quite good, mm. you know, yeah. it, it was really entertaining. It's a bit more I, I, it wasn't cheap mm. and nasty no. like like the title sort of the hints at and maybe mm. even the promos mm. you know make you think oh, yeah you know yeah. and it just didn't seem like my cup of tea but I found mm. it really enjoyable I think it's one of those shows that's going to pick up mm. over the weeks I think people will get chatting about it people will tune in um, so I'll be interested to see the ratings over the next few weeks because I've got a feeling it'll, it'll, it'll jump up a little bit yeah I, I'm mm. not sure about I think they're doing back to back episodes mm. double apps yeah. I think yeah. I probably would have liked just one a week you mm. know that half hour mm. an hour is a big commit to sit through two of them I, mm. I just think 30 minutes might have been mm. right mm. for it. I but, agree. But um, I won't pretend to be a TV programmer. Uh, number eight, uh, you're asking a question, who will be talking, who will we be talking about on MKR? That's a pretty safe bet, isn't it? Mm. But th- there'll be at least one. There'll probably be a few, won't there? Mm. Yeah, there will. I mean, um, this this went to print a couple of weeks ago, so we've and anyone who's been watching the tennis this week will know that the promos have been coming thick and fast for MKR, so I think we already know the answer mm. yes. to that and a few of them. But it's, that's the beauty of MKR, isn't mm. it? I mean, yes, it's a cooking show, and we love it for Manu and Pete, mm. but it's really about the contestants. It's really about the drama. So um, I don't think there'll be one team. Yeah, they cast it so well. Yeah. And it's they almost do, like characters in themselves and their storylines, there's romances, fights, feuds, um, tempers, fray. It's um, such a – they do such a good job. Yeah, I, I think even the guys that make it think, look, you know, it's not going to last forever. But gee whiz, it's, mm. it's hard to see it mm. disappearing anytime soon because mm. they just – it's such a great little format. There's that state rivalry. There's the home visits. All those elements sort of, you know, are, are really attractive about mm. it. Mm. Absolutely. And it's been sold all over the world. I think last night, wasn't yeah. it, first episode in America with mm. yeah. Curtis Stone at the helm. So if, if it cracks America, I mean, that's going to be massive for my Yeah, it's getting close to 200 countries now where it's mm. the, the format's actually mm. shown. So it's, Unbelievable. it's incredible stuff, presumably earning – some uh, reasonable revenue in their in their play for a sort of a world dominance. Number nine, Russell Russell Coit is back. <laughs> Q hilarity. Now I'm I'm sensing a little bit of cynicism there. Whether you may be wondering if it. If it could be quite as hilarious as first time. Oh, around. is that how you took it? No, I'm being no, serious. I'm, I'm being serious. I think I think it's going to be hilarious. Just by you saying Q hilarity, it's like you know. Oh, okay. I've got to think about my terminology better. Then, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, so, I, I think it's going to be funny. I think it's yeah. something different. We've missed having Russell on television, so um, I think it'll be good, and it'll break up the dramas and the reality television and all that sort of thing. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm a big fan, but I just wonder if, I don't know, the audiences have moved on a little mm. bit. It was, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a, a different time. Yeah. It was a little bit simpler. There was, you know. New round of kids, though, who probably did missed it the first time around. So yeah, I'm just wondering be... the appeal to kids, though. It's more sort of oldies, and they're going to get into it and... 
you know, would laugh at that sort of stuff. Whether I mean, it was really a parody of things like the Leyland and Brothers, mm. and which doesn't really mean anything anymore. So I'm not quite sure who we'd be parodying this time around. <laughs> but <laughs> you never know. Yeah. It's something different, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like it. It seems to make sense. And the people at Working Dog do great work. Mm-hmm. So anything they think will work is, is usually worth backing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, number 10, getting ready to be creeped out again. Twin mm-hmm. Peaks on stand. Now, that's the that's the only appearance by a streaming program in your top 10, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I guess it was hard if you only had 10 mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it was good they get a look in there anyway. But there's certainly hype about Twin Peaks, isn't mm-hmm. there? There is, yeah. Um, but it's I'm pretty all... amazing considering mm. it was a pretty cult movie that yeah. really not a lot of people saw, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, but it's and it's another thing with um, with these sort of shows when you bring them back, you almost run that risk of tarnishing that legacy as well. Mm. So it's a very gutsy decision by uh, David Lynch to bring mm. it back. But there is there is a you know a want for it, and we've seen it with Gilmore Girls uh, that came back to great reception as well. So for me, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence. Um, I did love the original uh, series, but I do I do sometimes worry about bringing a show back after so long. Yes. Um, so the jury's out for me on that one. But I'm yeah, keeping my but you wonder if it, it just the nostalgia factor. I think people are going to sort of go for it unless mm. they stuff it up really badly mm. which i'm sure he wouldn't no exactly and so yeah. you yeah. think it's you know they there's a certain amount of goodwill that people will overlook your know, mm. little mm. flaws here and there i know i criticize like westworld to me i look at that and it's got lots of i see flaws in the plot and then i sort of think well you're looking at it the wrong way mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't you know you don't don't be pedantic about some of the storylines it's mm. a lot there's a lot more to it and all that mm. and it almost doesn't matter in a way but mm. I get a bit hung up on it. Okay, so what else we got in here? There's um, Summer Bay, of course. That's obligatory. You've got to put in there. Jessica Murray. Um, We've got lots of um, updates on drama, as I mentioned before. So we've got all the big returning dramas. Yeah, there's a whole Aussie drama section, right? So we've got all the big ones covered in there. A lot of pages. Lots and lots of pages, of course. So all the big ones are back. As I said, 800 Words, Dr. Doctor, which was one of my favourites last year. A big hit, Roger Corsa. as Bad Boy Hugh, Dr. Hugh, I think. um, (laughs) And that was a big one for our readers, I think, um, they love a bad boy, um, and also I think by the makers of Rake, the writing was really good on that show. Um, and set, uh-huh. you know, it's set out in the country as well. It's something we haven't seen, like a medical drama back to those days. So, sure, it was one of my favourites. So it's good to see it back. Yeah, um, Blue Murder, Kill a Cop. I'm sure that'll do very well. We, mm. Richard, do Ross we think mid year maybe, or what, what do we? Th- Yet to year, that, to be honest, uh, later in the year, but yeah, it oh, won't be too soon, will yeah, it? Yeah, no, I think that'll be a later in the year uh, yeah. show for sure. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, because probably seven need to fill that back end of their schedule maybe a little bit, don't they? Because they, they do so well at the start of the year with My Kitchen Rules and anything that surrounds that, that the rest of the year in comparison looks a little bit softer. So if they can get a few things to really lift that, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. that back half, they do well. Um, gee, lots of, lots, if you want drama, this is the place to go, right? Because there's a lot of drama <laughs> in here. Um, Location, location, what's all that about? I see. So you go, you've you've gone out to where actually the shows are filmed, yeah? Yeah, well, it's just really a nice, fun spread of uh, all the places around the country, you know, showing you where they were filmed. So when you're uh-huh. watching things like the Kettering Incident or Pack to the Rafters, even, you know, some yep. good retro favourites, well, where, where were they filmed, you know? Mm. And you can go visit a lot of these places as well. Mm. So um, it's a great sort of, you know, roundup of beautiful spots around the country. Even <laughs> good old McLeod's daughters, I think you can stay in the house now. Yes, you can. Yeah. That's right, yeah. This is a must get for stalkers, too, because you even, even give some of the streets there. <laughs> 
<laughs> the streets of these places are in, so be, watch yeah. out, folks, if you Apologies live in a street. Where... <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's going to be someone's house on there. They'll be like, oh, why did you do that TV week extra? <laughs> um, uh, preview of the soaps. Um, do you daytime soaps as well, right? Yeah, bold Absolutely, and beautiful. Yeah. yeah, young and the restless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. especially the bold and the beautiful. It rates so well still. You look at that time slot at four o'clock in the afternoon, and it's still sure. doing very well. So, um, always lots of fun to be had with the soaps. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anything you chased for this that you weren't able to get that you would have liked to, or people, or anything that? No, to be is honest, there anything on your wish list that? You yeah, I mean, look, I mean, any time you do an issue of any magazine, uh, you could do a wish list a mile long. But um, really, the focus for for me and obviously Emma here was to make sure that all the shows were covered. Um, but we got very good access, mm-hmm. even in, over in LA. Sorry, in LA as well. Yes. We've got a writer over there, and um, there's a beautiful at home shoot with uh, Jenny Baird in this issue as well, who, as we know, is absolutely wickedly brilliant as uh, Regina on A Place to Call Home. So we've got, okay. we got really good access. So um, when new shows return, for example, there, you're looking at the overseas preview, which we're kicking off with 24 Legacy, which is right. dropping very soon. You know, Miranda Otto is doing so well in America. You know, we've got good contacts. So if we want to get her on the phone for a chat you know she will pick up the phone to us so Mm. um access is normally pretty good for us it's something Mm. we're quite proud of and we work very hard Mm. on those relationships so uh lots lots of uh Mm. stars talking to us in this Mm. magazine sure okay some of those international shows are 24 legacy Mm. it's coming up it's going to be on 10 um now, it's a little bit different to the old 24, is that right? It, it doesn't go through actual 24 hours, is that well, correct? Well, apparently or it, it is going to, but they're going to have to do a time jump. There's only 12 eps. Mm. Um, and for me, 24 is one of the uh, – it'd be in my top 10 shows of all time. I really? Think. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. mm. okay. uh, Kiefer Sutherland. What Jack series Bell. was the best? They, they did a few, didn't they? Uh, yeah, it, it, it got a little bit silly at the end. I think yeah, it was about they? eight or nine. That many? Yeah, it was oh, quite wow. a lot. But Gee. I think, you know, when you talk about the, some of the greatest TV characters of all time, mm-hmm. for me – yeah. Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer would be in there. So I'm really, you know, I'm, I'll be interested to see how they go without him. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they are doing the real-time hours, but they're going to have to jump. Yes, so the 12 okay. hours, the 24 hours, sorry, will be over 12 hours. Um, so, but it's still terrorism, fighting the bad guys, um, and, you know, one American hero to save us all, you know, the usual, the usual format. Yeah. But no Jack Bauer. Um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. It's new episodes are still do very well for nine, but seven certainly muddied the water, haven't they? By buying, I think, well, they got up mm. to series seven, six mm. or seven, and they just run them and run them and mm. run them. And it seems to have devalued, devalued the brand a little bit in terms of people can get it sort of anywhere, as well as on Foxtel, of course. What do you think? Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, so, it was an interesting move for sure. Mm. Um, but I Cheeky think, move too in a little way, wasn't it? I yeah, guess. It, it, I guess it was. But also you have to remember the Big Bang Theory is now into, what are we talking? Is it season ten? nine or ten? Nine or yeah, ten, ten, yeah. I mean, maybe nine, yeah. It could be that the show maybe is is running out of gas as well. I mm. mean, you could look at what's happening with Seven buying up the, the, the earlier episodes. But I think you've also got to look at it. It's been around for a long, long time. And... Um, with you know, with the dearth of amount of shows that are out there now, people don't stick around anymore. Sure. Um, as soon as something new and shiny comes along, they're quick to jump ship. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it as well. And given, you know, there's talks of it perhaps being cancelled. I know it's over pay disputes. Uh, it could be the last we see of the mm. show. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Outland is an interesting one because it's. Ah. 
It's a subscription TV favourite, but it's turned up on SBS last year. Is that right? They started screening it? They did. They sort of re-ran it after um, subscription. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my personal favourites. Okay. I'm a tad obsessed. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's, yeah, wonderful. I can't speak... Yeah, it's... um, And the fans are quite crazy for it. I mean, it's beautifully shot, um, has all the soapy elements um, set in Scotland. If you sort of tell, try to tell anyone about it, it's about a time-travelling nurse who goes back into, you know, the highland, you know, the wars in Scotland. Does she it go back crazy. and forth in time or she's yeah. always there? Oh, she goes back and forth mm. and back again. Right, it's okay. I can't believe it. Crazy, <laughs> but... <laughs> it, really, it really sounds... Almost preposterous. Completely nuts. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm with Emma. It's, it's excellent. But it really once you is. start watching, you can get completely sucked in. Yeah, I know you got sucked in because I've, I've, I've managed to avoid it just through it's one of those things I've always thought, oh, it sounds interesting, but you don't get, have to watch every, You can't watch everything, can you? Mm-hmm. So you, you just have to miss some things, and that's one of the things I miss. But I saw the, I think of the very first episode on um, SBS when they screened it, and I really got into it. I thought, this is actually pretty mm. good, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um, it's a good one yeah. to binge over a weekend and catch up on. You know, the same two stars still with us, that Katrina. And Sam. And Sam. Yeah. Were they the couple in the very first one as well? They're or? the main couple, and they um, will have like aged in the next one, but okay. still look completely beautiful, no doubt. Um, yes. And it'll be focused on their daughter now and her romance. So, But lots of romance and a little bit of nudity. It's a little bit rude at times. And, and beautiful scenery. I mean, beautiful Scotland scenery. just absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for any show set up there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's mm. always great, especially when watching it in HD. You go, oh, mm. how yeah. good is this? But uh, another one to mention, we should, yep. I know everyone in our office is obsessing with um, This Is Us. Mm. Yeah, I that's know. right. I was going to ask. That's coming on. Ten have got that, haven't mm. they? They have, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's easily the most talked about show in the US right now. Yeah. Um, I hope that people jump on board because success in the US doesn't, well, rarely does it mm. translate to success mm. in Australia, but... As Emma said, it's all that's been talked about in the TV Week office at the moment. You know, Ten have supplied us with a few episodes already, and um, we're all people are crying during episodes. Oh, it's just yeah, really? it's so addictive. Mm. Yeah, I know someone here's um, been able to get their hands on a few episodes as well, and they're just yeah, and big twist. They can't stop raving about it. Yeah, in every episode, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's very it's beautifully written, cleverly shot, fantastic performances, and a great story as well. So. Um, yeah, as, as Emma said, oh, I'm urging everyone to get behind it. Mm. Great show. Really. Yeah. Do, have they made a lot of episodes or was it one of those short run things or was it go a bit longer? Um, it's ten, 10 episodes, mm. I think. Okay. Um, and they've just been renewed for two more seasons. Mm. Wow, okay. Which is, which is massive. You, know, yeah, you yeah. don't really hear that anymore, about two seasons. Sure. Renewal. So uh, great show of faith as well. Yeah. Well, I hope they've got a story to tell over that amount of time. <laughs> um, but so far, loving it. Yeah. Okay. Just, I want to ask you a question about some of these US sort of dramas, Blindspot, uh, Quantico and The Blacklist. They're all on seven. They all launch with massive audiences and the audiences trail off really quickly. Uh, do some of those hardcore viewers are they that stay with it, are they, do you cater to them or how do you deal with something like that? Uh, look, it's it's a difficult one because uh, those shows you mentioned all get fast tracked, which is yeah. which is obviously fantastic when Australian television is able to bring shows 
days or sometimes hours after the US and that's great but for us on a coverage point of view mm. it's hard to get your hands on material and obviously mm. people you know actors they don't want to talk about anything to to That's the advance. downside of fast tracking right which and is the downside of seven publicity have the same problems so they don't mm. get time to really of work those episodes do they No and even when you you know you pick up the phone and you talk to the guys over at seven and they're in the same boat they you know they they want to be able to get you know this and interviews and previews and it's it's a hard one so for us to cater for those it does get difficult that said uh, in the lead up to it returning we normally can do coverage we'll talk to you know James mm. Spader for the blacklist and Sullivan Stapleton the Aussie who's on blind spot or even Luke Mitchell at the moment okay. so we, we do cater for them definitely but on a week to week I think it, it does get quite tricky yeah it's, I often find myself wondering yeah that the you know do I really need to have stuff fast track but then things I really love like um, was it Homeland I, I want to see that straight away when mm. it's out, you know, but some other things uh, that I still enjoy, but I'm, I just don't in mind if they're a little bit later. And, and it sort of links to me that same way. Is there too much hype around binging? You know, some things I don't mind watching once a week because mm. you don't have the time to sit down and watch mm. 10 episodes, do you, if you're busy, if you're working, mm. if you have a family, stuff like that. But there are certain things that, well, you might make an exception for, you know? Depends on the show. <laughs> Thomas, is, you're an expert on this, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to binge okay, or not Thomas, to binge. tell us, what's, what, are you, what, what are your rules about binging? Oh, I'll tell you what, we could do a whole show on the rules of binging, <laughs> I think. But, um, I think Emma hit the nail on the head. It depends on the show. And also, yeah. you know, I, I, I think there's a movement against binging at the moment, as you rightly say. For example, when Netflix dropped 13 episodes of Orange is a New Black, you know, everybody wants to go home that weekend and watch it. And I purposely try and rein it in because mm. once you do that you've got to wait another 12 to 14 months yes. for the next one so while it's nice to have you know a whole season of shows to watch you, you sometimes have to just stop and also like Emma, again as Emma said you know sometimes those harder dramas it's hard to sit there and you watch three four in a row you know mm. a good show at the moment uh, on Netflix called The OA a lot of online chatter you can't watch more than I'll be honest with you I can only watch one at a time well I found it more one a night can be pretty draining, can't it? I mean, you were talking about Westworld earlier. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. C- I couldn't watch more yeah. than one a week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, we're with the, we're with the, um, the OA. I, I just thought, yeah, look, I, I can't finish one and then just click to another. I've got to have a breather. Process. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I have that argument with Andrew McCarty last year. What's that um, the British drama about the female policewoman? Um, the Fall? No, in northern... Um, the Killing? Lancashire or something. No. Anyway, it's really no. sort of gut-wrenching. It's very um, hard to watch. Right. And you think, well, you know, I just really need it. And they mm. said they're not going to make another series for a while. And I sort of, that's... I'm happy with that because some of those shows, if you really invest in them, it can be, you know, it can really knock you around. Need some recovery mm. time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, reality TV. you got a bit of a reality preview there. Um, any favourites? Thomas, what do you sort of go to reality, or do you do you are there genres you sort of avoid because you like to specialise in certain things? So if you think, okay, I can't see everything, mm-hmm. so where's reality stand on your must-watch? You know, um, I think things? at TV Week, I mean, we you know we like to be across everything, so I'm I'm pretty much across okay. all of them. But I mean, the cooking shows are probably where are probably my favourites, but you yeah, can't okay. get away from all the love reality. And as much as you know, sometimes I think, oh, I don't want to get invested in every show. You do, you watch one, and you're sucked in. The Bachelor and The Bachelor being a prime example of that. I mean, 
it's all we talk about in the TV week office when that's on. Um, so, yeah, you yeah. can't help but get away from it. But cooking for me, I think, yeah. for sure. Yeah, there are a couple of new ones coming up I think I'll be keeping an eye out for. Yummy Mummies, I think, on okay. 7 will be the one we'll be talking about. I'm just seeing the little preview of these uh, very wealthy, um, very pregnant women having these baby showers that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I think it'll be the one everyone will be talking about. You know. It's a little bit of real housewives feel a about A little it, bit, a bit, a bit of housewives. Um, and another one is uh, Channel 9's uh, Travel Guides. I'm really... Okay. Uh, yeah, it's coming up soon. I think um, it looks really funny. Um, we've had a bit of a sneak peek. Okay. And it's how different types of families experience holidays. And I think it'll be quite relatable. And I think we'll see each see a bit of our own travel experiences and that. Yeah, for better or worse. Better or worse, yeah, yes. For better or worse. Thomas, I'm with you. I, I love a good food show. Um, MasterChef's probably my favourite, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I loved last season's. I think they did a great job. But, gee, we're really going to be tested this year, aren't we? What we've got Hell's Kitchen, I think, uh, yes. coming to send with Marco Pierre White. Mm. And I'm a massive Marco fan. I'm, yes. I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of that format with uh, Gordon Ramsay, but I think I'll make an, an exception and, and try it out with Marco. And seven... Um, Nine have got a, a food show too, haven't they? Yeah, family the name food fight. Got family food yeah. fight, okay. Um, but on, on Hell's Kitchen, I'd, I'd have to disagree with you. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Do you? Um, I love Gordon Ramsay screaming and yelling <laughs> at people for an hour, I have to admit. Um, but it's a great format, though. I do yes. love the format. Okay. And Marco Pierre White, he's always great when he's on MasterChef, so I'm looking forward to that. Family food fight, yeah, details are sketchy at the moment. It's families competing together to be, you know, ultimate family cooks or something a little bit similar to mkr so yeah all all the networks are certainly looking at how they can uh you know capitalize on what's working at the moment love and food always do well and you know renovation last year Mm. that came up trumps as well the block came back really hard in the rating so yeah it's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of reality this year that's for sure i think think even um sbs has commissioned a food um sort of reality program this year it's they're stripping it i think at 6 p.m uh, five days a week yes. for half an hour mm. over something like 12 weeks or something like 60 episodes or something. So Yeah, it's, like, it's, I'm it's, sort it's of quite Chef's Lane or something. Mm. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know which one you're yeah. referring to. Yeah, so it's they're, a, they're it's a big cool. ask, but I mm. think it's half an hour. That's sort of something you could mm. bank it up on your mm. um, recorder and power through them on the weekend or Absolutely, something. There's yeah. not a lot of people at home at 6 o'clock, mm. I guess, but um, it, it sounds pretty interesting. I think there's some good guys mm. working on that, on the, on the production of it. Um, what else? Have I, what else am I over, overlooking here? Well, um, um, I think uh, we talked about reality, but I think uh, factual is going to be quite big this year. I mean, it does uh, blur the lines, factual and reality. Yeah. But with all the murder shows coming out, the real life murder, real crime, it's a big yeah. one. Um, I think seven have got at least two, maybe three. Uh, nine have got one about um, real life crimes, and I think that's a big one this year. Investigating crimes that remain unsolved and putting it out to viewers to see if they can help out and I think that'll be a massive yeah. um, genre this year. So you've only ten and waited a couple of years. What was that show Wanted was it with uh, Sandra Sully? Sully remember that? I think yeah. it was called Wanted. I mm. can't remember. Mm. On uh, Monday nights was sort of real crime but it mm. just didn't really find an audience but it's amazing isn't it when uh, when someone thinks a genre's hot they all pile in mm. till they milk it and yeah. it dies well, and they all yeah. bail out. Wait a couple of years. <laughs> back well, the Jean Benet Ramsey thing obviously yeah. rated so well yeah. last year, and um, people are quite invested in those real life cases and looking to all the clues. And well. yeah, massive. yeah. 
Tell me a little bit about the uh, TV Week Reader and streaming platforms, Netflix, um, Stan, and uh, to a lesser extent, but becoming more important, Amazon uh, Prime, I guess. Mm. Uh, I know you've got a, a big thing here on The Crown, which mm. is a fantastic series and mm. something that I thought was very, um, very bingeable. Mm. Am I right, Thomas? Mm. Was that a? Do you know what? They that, get a tick that, that on your binge list. <laughs> Absolutely, that's definitely bingeable. Mm. That was excellent. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and they're currently already they're already in production for season two. So yeah, uh, I don't think we'll be waiting it's too. One much of the longer. biggest commissions ever in the history of TV. Mm. This Crown series isn't they going to like five seasons or something? Ridiculous? Yeah, it's, uh, so, the Crown is six seasons, six seasons. T- ten episodes wow. uh, a season, mm. and each season will document ten years in Queen Elizabeth's uh, reign. Uh, reported cost is just over $100 million for the first season alone. Mm. Um, so that's $10 million an episode. Um, but when you watch the show, yeah. the series, you can see it. You can see every single cent uh, in you know the costumes and the setups and everything. But, uh, yeah, not not a chump change from Netflix by any stretch. Yeah, no, but you can certainly see it on screen. The, uh, the money's been well spent, hasn't mm. it, you know? I think they did a, a, a fantastic job. Um, I mean, you don't get ratings. It's very hard to get audience mm. feedback on what's happening on the streaming platform. So sort of how do you judge sort of what to write about and what not to write about? I think, I mean, we jumped on board pretty quickly with the streaming services. Um, and we do do a content, um, you know, we base it around the show, the type of shows that, you know, we feel like our readers will become invested in. I mean, The Crown is a good example, like... I know um, my parents are watching it. I mean, I think that is, you know, it's starting to skew into those sort of older audiences um, and they're, you know, subscribing to these services to watch those type of shows that everyone's talking about. So, I mean, we are have been doing a lot and we will continue to do it and perhaps more going into the future. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, but the, I guess that they give hints, don't they? Like they have at the top what's hot, and you mm. you figure mm. they're the things that people are watching most. And then yeah. shows they recommission are obviously doing well. Things they don't, well, you sort of mm. they drop off the radar. And I guess it looks at, you know you, you look at who's in the shows as well. You know, even before Stranger Things dropped last year, you know you got a good inkling that people are going to jump on board. You know, you get to see there's Winona Ryder, and we know that she's a bit of a cult yeah. favourite. And you think, well, yeah. this this will probably be quite an interesting show. Mm. Um, didn't quite expect it to. Uh, explode as much as it did but I think you know you, you know, you, you look at who's in it who's behind it um, and if it's a recommission of a show like Better Call Saul and things like that you know you've got a fair inkling that they're going to go well yes yeah now I've just got to that um, that great photo spread you talked about Jenny mm-hmm. Baird the, the story on her so she lives in LA these days is that right Right. Yeah. She does. Yes. Mm. Don't give away too many spoilers about this story, but um. <laughs> she does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she gave us exclusive access to her home, and uh, okay. yeah, we spent the day there. One of our writers was there. We had a photographer, and they sat down for yeah, pretty candid chat. Actually, it's it's, it's a really good one, and I think you know everyone loved Jenny on her place to call home last year, and um, so it's great to make sure that you know we got to dedicate a bit of space to her in the mag this this, this time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't really cover sort of sport on TV, really. Do do you? Because that's in here too. Oh, here we go. Sorry, <laughs> there sport. You there you go. Top ten. Okay, from the from the ashes, which mm. is uh, coming up at the end of uh, 2017, mm. which I'm sure will do great mm. business for nine. Through to a fight, Danny Green versus Anthony Mundine. Mm. Yeah, next two weeks. Who's time. your boxing correspondent? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to send us down there, they're, they're welcome to. But um, yeah, look, it's t- ten years in the making. Uh, I just hope it delivers. Yes. Okay. Well, look, it's uh, yeah. Look, it's got the uh, Media Week recommendation for what it's worth. Uh, TV Week Extra, uh, twenty seventeen preview. So plenty of stuff to enjoy there. Um, but we're a couple of ways. I mean, in the meantime, of course, TV Week every week. Emma, um, are you doing anything different this year? Any new sections? More of anything? Less of anything? Uh, look, we're always looking at our guide. Um, we revamped the guide last year, obviously. Still the heart of the magazine. It is still, still the heart, the heart of, the of the TV Week offer, is it, the guide, you think? It is. And it's a, you know, the, gu- you know, the number of channels is obviously something we're always looking at. Yeah. Last year we revamped the guide to include some of the newer channels. You know, we have to always be offering the biggest and best guide. I mean, that's our, you know, at the heart of it, what we have to be offering people so but so we'll constantly be looking at the guide of how we can make it bigger and better and you know there could be some more changes coming up with that soon okay but you, yeah you I mean you dedicate pretty even space to everybody really yeah. isn't it yeah, for the free to air yeah I mean, got, even little vice land there gets its own yeah. big column you know so. we've got six pages per day and we've got a, a sports planner a movie planner a soap planner We've got a new section called What's On up at the front of the magazine, which is quite longer in-depth reviews, um, which definitely sort of guides people through the TV maze, telling them, you know, everything about the hot new shows or the returning favourites. So, And we've worked really hard to establish a team of TV experts. So, you know, we're there to give people some really trusted advice on what to watch. Yeah, yeah. Any sort of... Um Evolution about what you're doing digitally or online, anything to report there in terms of... Uh... Look, we had a really good line uh, year online last year. Like, we had some massive increases in terms of social and online, and that will, you know, be something we continue to focus on this year. We do have some plans in place, so... Okay. So, um, at the moment, you pretty much have... Uh, the, the magazine content stays in the magazine, then you have additional content you do digitally. Is that pretty much yeah. how it works? Yeah. Seems to be the model that works yeah. for a lot of publishers, I guess. Mm. Yeah. It's not a straight lift from the magazine. It's quite different. And, yep. you know, online obviously gives you the chance to be reactive to shows that and be part of that conversation, second screen conversation that people are chatting about all these reality shows and big episodes that happen and we can be part of that. Yeah. And I, I guess with you, it's always the bane of uh, your existence, isn't it? Late changes to programming lineups and stuff like that. But uh, I suppose you say to people, look, you use your guide, then you also use your your, your plan or your EPG just to confirm that um, what was originally scheduled is still going to be on. Yeah, look, uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's you know, it's at certain times of the year it, it is a little bit trickier at the start of ratings. Uh, yeah. There's a bit of um, chopping and changing, but. Sure. You know, I think, uh, and then it settles down. I think it'll. Yeah, well, I think some people are starting to realise again that look, it is it is good to have a schedule and try not to to jump it around too much. You yeah, know? Um, I think the viewers like to you know have things in place, and I you know you've seen that from the networks. You know, um, they've been quite upfront about what's on at what time, and you know at their previews at the end of last year, they've you know been quite forthright with what's going to be on at certain times of year and the times slot so okay now look give the uh listeners some insight into your work on a tv magazine mm. how many channels are there that you cover i mean what there's virtually 20 free to airs now there's mm. lord knows how many on subscription tv mm. you can't watch it all what are the do you dip in and out of shows do you 
I mean, I tried to get you before. You said, oh, we start on top of everything. But you can't really, can you? No, I mean, yeah. look, it's, it's certainly tough. I mean, obviously, we have writers and editors that are experts in certain fields. I so mean, some people will have a job almost, okay, you've got to follow exactly. this yeah. series. And yeah, or you've got genre. You yeah. look after okay. reality. We've mm. got someone who looks after drama. Um, and I think that's the best way to do it. So they become the expert on those mm. particular fields. And then Thomas and I try to stay across everything but you you can't watch everything but you have to be across everything and that's where having a good team below you who can sort of give you that intel and uh, information when you can't watch everything yeah because I, I don't know in your roles maybe a little bit like mine because you're so busy during the day I can never really preview stuff so mm. I rely on a lot of live TV mm. so I don't mm. know if you guys are like that and I can my my homework is at night actually watching a lot of stuff be broadcast yeah uh, do you find that too is it and it can impact on your social life a little yeah, bit can't no, it when it, you need to know what's going on it, it can definitely well it definitely does impact on your social <laughs> life but it's, it's not something that um, I ever complain about because I've always been a no. TV lover mm. so sure. I mean you know I think I think my wife would say differently she'd probably like me to watch a little bit less television and yeah. uh, maybe do the dishes a little bit more often but um, you know I've got to watch television I've got yeah. to do it for work so. yeah and we love it I, I mean I, you wouldn't do this job if you didn't love TV and mm. um, I think when, the only time it probably does get tricky is when all the reality shows are going head to head and yes. a lot of them are live and you're trying to switch between them, record one, watch the other and then you can only record so many shows and um, yeah, but we managed to stay across it. I think that's when you know having a good team comes on, you know, handy, and you know we debrief it all in the morning. And hmm. I feel like we're pretty across everything. Yeah, and I find there's sort of good cheat sheets you can use, like um, social media feeds from some of the programs mm. are often useful, aren't they? When you can, well, yeah, the second know, screen, you're watching and... one, you're reading <laughs> like the recaps on Twitter on another show, and yeah, yeah. Although sometimes they, <laughs> some of those people take a night off, and you come on, what's the, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Where was your update? I've you know? been waiting for you. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, so if anybody's listening to any of these networks, a lot of people do rely on those um, that to, to keep in, you know, and, and yeah. I think it helps viewers too because if a viewer can't watch everything they catch up themselves through the social feed and they can go to the next episode without you know thinking they're missing out because it can make you i think um drop a show can't it if you miss some episodes you think oh look i'm 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 out of this one because i think i'm missing it you know you you can do those quick catch-ups by Mm. by um social media or whatever Mm. but i think social media now has become all part of the experience i think you know television isn't television shows aren't just what you watch on tv now because as you're watching as you said it's social media so yes it's good for if you if you've missed an episode or you can't keep up with everything but if you are watching and especially those reality shows it's all part of the experience now mm. you're watching it and you're talking to all your friends and well all the social the whole of social media sure. um, about what you think so it's all part of the experience now and especially with things like the bachelor and i'm a celeb you know you want to get online and you know so and so i hate this person i love this person and you get into debate and everything and uh, it's all part of the experience now isn't it yeah i love it now we should uh, you so you're pretty active on twitter um tv week isn't it yeah. uh facebook Yes. Where else are you? You're Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're across those. I mean, we use them in different. I mean, we do live tweet shows. Um, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I think gives us. We get great behind the scenes access, as Thomas said, to all the stars and yep. the shows. So it's probably more of, you know, useful for those mediums. But Twitter, we're definitely there for that live conversation and breaking news sure sure the um twitter certainly changed a lot there's a chopper going overhead uh <laughs> listeners it sounds very close but we're not in any danger it's uh it's probably what... the television networks they can hear what we're broadcasting <laughs> with these secrets and everything i think they're 
The um, yeah, Twitter's changed a bit, hasn't it? Since I mean, I think TV Week and you and your team were early adopters when it started, and, but it's. I just get a feeling there's um, there's not the the numbers that there anything like there used to be in the early days, um, but there's still a lot of hardcore, and I think a lot of TV hardcore mm. viewers um, still use it. Depends on the show too. I think you pick the show. Okay. Like some shows are big on Twitter. Some there's sort of a bit of a dead zone, really. Yeah, so it's interesting too watching, isn't it? How um programs use it. I know MKR was very late to the party on um, social media. It didn't seem to hurt them at all. Mm. But um, so that's the often I think, well, it's hard to uh, judge how how much it can help a program, but it certainly can't hurt it. And I, mm. and I think you've probably got to be there at least some sort of presence. Mm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, mean, I think for us with television shows as well, you know, we want to be actively part of that conversation and obviously try to lead that conversation as much as we can as well. Mm. Um, so you, you'll see that in the next few weeks with all the shows coming back. I mean, we'll, it'll be a very busy time in our office on social media. So it'll be all hands on deck. <laughs> all right. Sure. So what's your Twitter handle? It's at TVWeekMag. TVWeekMag. Okay, wonderful stuff. All right, look, that's great. Look, we'll leave it there. Thanks mm. for coming in, uh, Thomas and Emma. Uh, good work. Keep it up. And uh, we might uh, catch up with either one of you or both of you later in the year. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate James. It.